Hello, Degenerates. We are back and kicking off episode one of season two titled The Endless Summer and what a seemingly endless summer it has been. First things first, where have I been? So let me briefly explain and we will dive right into your regularly scheduled spicy stories and debaucherously detestable tales, all right? So, well, we ended last season on a pretty serious note and following the final episode titled Lost Together, A Nation Divided, I put out a statement uh, explaining my decision to put the podcast on hold. Uh, Since then, I've been writing, reflecting, isolating, and seriously just trying to improve my mental health. Uh, I I told you all from the beginning, this podcast is meant to entertain, but it's also an outlet for me. All right. Uh, I openly admit that I deal with a with a variety of mental health disorders due to my time in service and, and you know, even worse, the realization that I'm no longer a soldier. So there's no fucking shame in admitting you need help. So I went and got some and I'm beginning to find my foundation again. Uh, I'll say this, sometimes moving forward means taking a step back to regain your footing. So, you know, that's what I had to do. This meant uh, ending friendships, questioning some personal choices, and uh, contemplating the future. But, you know, I think we're heading in a pretty promising direction. Moving forward, let's talk about something I enjoy more than an unexpected finger in the old chocolate starfish from a hinge date that swears she's never done something like that before. Fucking ripping a full double knuckler with confidence and then claiming to just being a, a fucking finger-blasting natural. Like, yeah, right, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, back to that thing I enjoy. Fresh hot coffee, or in today's case, uh, fresh iced coffee. Uh, as usual, we've got a new company to review today, and to beat the heat, I've decided to introduce iced coffee to the show for the first time. So what we've got this week is a bag of Portland Coffee Roasters organic light roast called the Tanager Song. I was curious what a fucking Tanager was and what genre music they made, hoping to find a new trap artist, but to my dismay, found out it's a, quote, small American songbird of the bunting family, the male of which typically has brightly colored plumage. So Portland Coffee Roasters, as you may have guessed, is based out of Portland. Portland, Oregon, and has been around since uh, 1996. They started making waves in the coffee industry with their first direct trade shipment from La Hilda Estate in Costa Rica, and their first project in 1999 with Finca Al Paternal in Guatemala. They described the Tanager song with the following statement, The call of the western Tanager is light, crisp, and melodious. Our organic Tanager song reflects this call in your coffee cup, clean and delicate with the notes of plum and berry, light and crisp, it's a beautiful start to the day. The roast level is light, flavor notes, sweet, and stone fruit. So I've gone ahead and used my Ninja Coffee Bar Auto IQ system, grinding the whole beans to a medium grind, and pressing my handy dandy over ice brew setting to make a cup of coffee colder than my ex-girlfriend's heart. So now that we've got that all out of the way, let's give this whole thing a try. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Well, I will say this is a pretty fucking good cup of coffee, all right? I'm picking up on the stone fruit. It is clean. Uh, The notes of plum and berry are pretty easy to pick up on. So, uh, yeah, honest opinion, pretty good cup of coffee. Uh, I'd I'd probably go ahead and check out more of Portland Coffee Roaster stuff. Moving on, let's talk about the fun stuff, liquor and free shit. The liquor, I will admit, I literally cannot drink anymore. I'm not a huge fan of medications being used as the primary method for therapeutic intervention, but honestly, I need to take mine, which means no alcohol for me for the time being. This does benefit you, however. 
Prior to every episode, I will make a post about the coffee and liquor of the week on the Instagram page at Degenerate Drinking Coffee. Again, that's Degenerate Drinking Coffee altogether. If you're 21 and older, live between Atlanta and Columbus, Georgia, and are the first person to message me claiming the bottle, I will personally give it to you free of charge. All I ask is that you provide me with your own personal review, which can be as simple as a brief message relating to the spirit I select that week. Uh, I'll then take your review and use it on the show. Of course, I'll keep the reviewer anonymous if they request it, but thought this would be a good way to give back to you guys for, you know, tuning in each week. Uh, If selected, feel free to tell your friends which episode uh, your review will be on, and I will not cut out any of your words, no matter how fucking ridiculous they may be. This week, I decided to snag a bottle of Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum. Now, this is not only one of my favorite rums, but also one of my favorite tattoo artists. You may have noticed, but most of my uh, work is American traditional tattooing with a handful of them coming from Sailor Jerry sketchbooks. So according to the company website, Norman Sailor Jerry Collins is coined the father of old school tattooing. He learned how to tattoo paying homeless dudes and alcohol and spare change to let him practice on them before joining the Navy. Once this big dick motherfucker finished his contract, World War II really started to hit its peak. And uh, our man decided to settle his massive balls in the sands of Honolulu. 12 million Americans served in the military and a fuck ton of them were on the shore in Honolulu uh, on leave. Just being true degenerates. Hotel Street, a district comprised uh, almost exclusively of bars, brothels, and tattoo parlors, was where everyone was wetting their whistles and sticking their dicks into literally anything that knew how to say B-A-H. This is where Collins, as Sailor Jerry, built his legacy. All right, so the winner of this week's bottle, fresh off an Afghanistan deployment and a real deal killer in Ranger Battalion, was probably the most appropriate person to review this liquor. My man, who we will call Marky Mark, had this to say. This shit is smooth as fuck, bro. I'm drinking this in the pool and feel like Jack Sparrow. You ever see that shit? Pirates of the Caribbean, man. This is like better Captain Morgan and not as dark as Kraken. I'm fucking lit, bro. (laughs) As Big Booty Mix on Spotify bumped in the background, Marky Mark set up a beer pong table, continued to slam shots with his fellow Ranger buddies, and aggressively fist pump. What what a fucking animal. So with that being said, Sailor Jerry will always have the Degenerates Drinking Coffee seal of approval. So now that we've had some coffee and talked about some liquor, what have I missed out on in the past two months? Well, things seem to be following the same trend. We've been on the cusp of World War III, watched Australia ignite into flames, had a plague, fought killer bees, witnessed police brutality, seen peaceful protests, violent looting, Saharan sandstorms, locust swarms in Africa and Asia, radiation peaks in Russia, and now find ourselves on the verge of what some might consider an impending civil war. However, I'm here to highlight the news that we might not know about. You see, the world is a pretty big round place with lots of things happening on it. Flat earther listeners, I'm sorry if I puckered your butthole with that the world is round statement. Uh, Conspiracy theories are pretty interesting, but if the world is actually flat, then please direct me to the edge so I can jump the fuck off this rock. I did recently see a picture of what the edge of Australia looks like, though, and it's a sheer drop into the ocean. If anyone wants to go there with me to throw car batteries in the ocean, I promise it's a cheap and legal thrill and maintains the charge on the ocean's electric eels. So the newest conspiracy theory I've been on lately is that birds, uh, you know, the flappy little creatures that shit all over your car after you've just spent hours waxing it, are not real. According to the organization Birds Aren't Real, the Birds Aren't Real movement has been active since 1976. 
Once a preventative cause, our initial goal was to stop the genocide of real birds. Unfortunately, this was unsuccessful, and the government has since replaced every living bird with robotic replicas. Now, our movement's prerogative is to make everyone aware of this fact. So, I'll hit the highlights of this shit, but I'm not going to lie. The story and, and, you know, the website just got me really interested in it, all right? Uh, I even went out and bought one of their shirts with a, a picture of a pigeon on the back that says the words, I am a lie underneath it. So the following are quoted materials from the Birds Aren't Real, which explains the chronological eradication of real birds and their replacement with drones. So in 1947, the CIA was founded. Its sole responsibility to watch and survey tens and thousands of Americans suspected of doing communist things. This uh, orchestrated stalking uh, epidemic went on for almost five years and, and few were found guilty of any real crimes. However, it became clear in the early 1950s that the threat of communism was only going to rise and a broader system was needed to track any individual who was suspected of any activity. Uh, flash forward to the late 50s when 22 Boeing engineers were tasked with designing a new version of the B-52 the B-52B, with a 450-gallon water tank in place of the bomb compartments. Uh, the water tanks and the bombers were filled with a specially formulated bird poison that once consumed would give the bird a virus that could be passed on to other birds. The poison was sprayed from an altitude of 8,000 feet and would completely dissolve before it hit the ground, which meant that only birds would be affected by its terror. And that once a single drop of the poison stuck to the bird's feathers, the virus would take hold through the fibers and make its way into the bloodstream. The virus would then affect the bone structure in such a way that total decomposition of the bird would take place in 24 hours. Now this is where shit gets even weirder. So, President John F. Kennedy is storied to have intercepted a conversation over a tapped phone, which belonged to Alvin B. Cleaver, internal communications director for the CIA. In the conversation, the following words were heard. By the way, how's the bird slaughter going? How many birds have been killed so far? The reply was, we've killed about 220 million so far, and the best thing is the robot birds we've released in their place have done such a good job that no one even suspects a thing. Kennedy immediately called both into the Oval Office. Uh, he demanded to know what they were discussing. Uh, they confessed to what was taking place in the American skylight at night, and uh, he was appalled. He told them they need to stop the operation at once or he would fire them. They both explained to Kennedy why the birds needed to be exterminated and, and asked if they could show Kennedy a prototype of one of their birds before he made any decisions on whether to end Operation Water the Country, which was the name of the operation to uh, exterminate all the birds. <laughs> so on October 25th, 1963, Kennedy was shown a prototype of the Turkey X500, a robot that specialized in killing larger birds like eagles and falcons. The robot displayed its surveillance skills as well as its ability to find and track escaped criminals. Uh, Kennedy was impressed, but uh, you know he said that w what was taking place needed to shut down immediately uh, and, and demanded the shutdown of the operation. Less than a month later, he was dead. So as far as con conspiracies go about the JFK assassination, uh, this is definitely the most fucking insane one I've ever heard. I will say, though, I've never seen a baby pigeon, which the organization has designated a city surveillance drone. Uh, birds Aren't Real is quoted with saying that while a majority of the birds are programmed to not cross over into other countries, there are some that will venture into these countries for a few reasons, such as picking up drugs, cocaine, marijuana, 
for eventual delivery into the lower class segments of our major cities. The government will do anything they can to maintain control over its citizens, even getting them hooked on drugs. Another reason is simple, keeping tabs on U.S. citizens who go on vacation. Any bird you see flying across the U.S. borders to either Mexico or Canada is simply tracking an American citizen who's traveled outside the United States. However, there is currently nothing keeping a bird from Canada or Mexico from traveling inside America, which is why there will never be a 100% robot bird population. It will, however, likely hover around 95% as birds are always flying in from neighboring countries. So while I'm not uh, completely convinced most birds aren't real, I can say that as sure as Bruce Jenner doesn't have a dick, we are always being watched or listened to. Uh, So while on a conspiracy theory kick, something else piqued my interest. So as I was winding my way down the rabbit hole, I saw that Wayfair, an American e-commerce company that sells furniture and home goods that brings in about $9.13 billion a year, is being accused of human trafficking. The general idea is that their incredibly expensive furniture aren't being priced for their quality, but rather as a container for sex trafficking. Pretty fucking crazy, right? I mean, you're telling me Tiny Tim is getting packed into a utility cabinet and then just mailed to Joe Biden's front door. Well, let's see how this shit got started. According to Business Insider, Wayfair on Friday rejected a conspiracy theory involving sex trafficking and expensive cabinets listed on its website. Social media users speculated that cabinets in question were missing children who could be purchased through Wayfair. A Reddit user flagged the cabinets as suspicious on Thursday and posted screenshots of their sale prices of between $12,699 and $14,499. Holy fuck. For a cabinet, that shit better be able to double as a fallout shelter. Jesus Christ. Okay, so moving on, uh, some social media users said that the names of the cabinets, uh, Niria, Yaritza, Samia, and Olivia, appeared to be appeared to match the names of missing children. Huh? After the post picked up steam on social media, the cabinet listing suddenly disappeared from Wayfair's website. This generated even more suspicion. Since then, the cabinets have been completely removed and Wayfair has denied the conspiracy theory. Fox Business obtained a statement from the company stating that the photos and descriptions provided by the supplier did not adequately explain the high price point. We have temporarily removed the products from the site to rename them and to provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product to clarify the price point. So case closed, right? Wrong. Okay, so I found out one more thing, which is likely nothing more than pure irony, but but listen up. Okay, so on Wayfair, the twin 66.1-inch Jizzlane? Jizzlane? Okay, come on. <laughs> okay, the twin 66.1-inch Jizzlane convertible sofa has a price and set of sequence numbers that come out to 183003-6482656. What could these numbers possibly be connected to? Well, the grid coordinates... north 64.8256 west are the location of a little place known as Little St. James. Uh, This, for those of you who sleep under a fucking rock, is the 78-acre private island owned by Jeffrey Epstein, who in addition to being an American financier and sex offender, did not kill himself. Okay, so am I blowing your mind yet? 
to be honest, who the fuck knows what's going on? The world is a pretty crazy place these days, so nothing really surprises me anymore. You could tell me that you know small businesses can't make ends meet because of pandemic restrictions, but the Catholic Church was just given $1.4 billion to pay off families whose kids they touched, and I wouldn't even be surprised. Fuck, hold on. Uh, I'm getting breaking news right now. That's actually happening. <laughs> if this is your first time listening and you decide to start at season two, I'm sorry for the uncomfortable silence you may be experiencing. I always like to picture new listeners playing this for the first time in, in, in the car with their family, thinking it's it's just about coffee, then frantically trying to change the station as their devoutly Baptist mother has a panic attack in the front seat. So just know there are no brakes on this fuck train and we are barreling down the tracks with a one-way ticket to a complete and utter shit show. However, I do promise to to try my best to keep the content coming. If you promise not to end up in an entanglement like our girl Jada Pinkett Smith and cheat on your significant other, even though you guys will probably break up or get a divorce anyway. Uh, I do have some pretty dope news, though. The Degenerates label is branching out into multiple fields. You may remember I sent an audition to Barstool Sports last season, and uh, those fucks never hit me back up. So uh, I'm going to move on to my fifth step in my plan for world domination and corner every fucking market. The first one we've got coming up is called Degenerates Playing Games, which will be ran by my good buddy, Jacob Goodman. Of course, I'll be streaming as much with him as possible and making appearances, but he will be running that side of the business. Uh, we've already had, we already have a game team established, but would absolutely love to get gameplay footage, your streams, or pictures of your gaming setups to post on the, uh, the page. I can tell you right now, the Instagram can be found at Degenerates Playing Games, and that's all together, Degenerates Playing Games, which is where you'll be able to find our other streaming platforms and pretty much everything from there. So don't worry, though. I will be sure to put that information out on the podcast page once we go ahead and release that logo and the uh, initial trailer, which should be coming out shortly after the release of this episode. Uh, I hate to sound like your local SoundCloud rapper, but big things are coming. You know, with every project I start, the listeners who provide feedback, the friends who offer their expertise, they're all such great teachers. And I really am so excited to be bringing a larger group of people into the Degenerate family as the label kind of branches out into different fields. Uh, I'll be in Denver until the 27th, but we'll continue to post on the Instagram page at Degenerate Drinking Coffee. Uh, I'd expect the next episode to air in two weeks, purely because I'll be traveling, not because I don't want to record. Uh, If you don't know where to listen to the podcast, get your ass over to my sponsors page at anchor.fm backslash Degenerates Drinking Coffee, or type Degenerates Drinking Coffee into Spotify, iHeartRadio, Breaker, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Except Apple, because they fucking hate me. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and remember to be safe out there during these trying times, okay guys? I'll catch you next time on Degenerate's Drinking Coffee.